Hello, I'm Ben Dethridge, and I'm the host of Getting Up to Speed. We talk to sprint car drivers from the Pacific Coast, whether they race in Oregon, Washington, California. If they run it, we're going to talk about it. We also branch out a little bit as well as drivers that perhaps are from here that race elsewhere or some drivers that come in and try and take some money from the West Coast. In these episodes, we talk about past experience, past seasons, as well as upcoming races, as well as how's the season going. We hope you enjoy these episodes. Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. And stay tuned for more and more content. Now let's get into the interview. Well, our next guest on Getting Up to Speed is looking to capture the Kevin Gobrick Memorial Rookie of the Year with the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. It'll be his second year on the road with the Outlaws, but the first ever full-time. He's out of Cobble Hill, British Columbia, Canada, and he races for the Sides Motorsports number 7S. It's Robbie Price coming up next. Well, here we are, our next esteemed guest out of Cobble Hill, British Columbia, Canada, driving the Sides Motorsports number 7S. It is... Robbie Price. Robbie, welcome. Looking forward yeah, to this deal. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, would you have ever imagined in your life, like let's you know re- rewind 10, you know, 15 years ago, Robbie Price, World of Outlaw Sprint Car Driver, would that have been imaginable at all? I mean, that was always the goal, but, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hard gig, and it's, it's even harder to come by. So uh, I definitely feel a... Uh, very fortunate to be able to, you know, to say that I've, uh, that I've reached that goal. Uh, obviously I have, I still have more goals and everything like that, but uh, getting there is halfway, right? Absolutely. It's not about how you get there. It's that you get there sometimes. That's right. Uh, just reviewing 2022 ended up 16th in world of outlaw points, two top fives, two top tens, 34 starts, those two top fives, Coming August 27th at Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo, North Dakota, and Skagit Speedway on September 3rd. Those runs had to feel oh so great for you, of what I'm sure was just a learning curve year. Yeah, no, they were really good. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we got them back-to-back type deal. Um, not back-to-back, but the, we got the one on the final night at Red River Valley there, and then the final night of Skagit. So there was two races in between that I think uh, I ran 11 both of those ones at Skagit and obviously the top five. And uh, yeah, no, it was great. Uh, obviously, we've been kind of starting to work together uh, a lot better than we were at the beginning and just kind of stuff was starting to gel. And even the next weekend at Elma, um, I qualified decent, was on the front row of the heat race and, you know, had a small parts failure. But so we didn't really have the, I didn't have the results for the for the speed we had and then the following weekend at chico i uh, had a good run going on my prelim night until i made a driver error so those those couple of weeks there were, were good we were, we were clicking together pretty good so um hopefully we can we can kick off last year how we were there towards the, the middle of summer last summer well i guess you could call 2023 a sophomore season for you however you weren't in the 7s full for the full full season last year so this has got to be kind of exciting because there'll be a few new tracks that you'll see i think yeah no uh, i look through the schedule there's a handful of them that they uh that i haven't been to um and there's a there's a couple more there that you know it'll only be my second time back but say uh i'm excited um i'm still eligible for rookie of the year this year so that would be a cool accomplishment uh i got some tough competition but they uh you know, everybody loves an underdog, so 
It should be good. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can go back to the places that we ran decent at last year and run even better. And in the places that we uh, ran not so good at, just make uh, make improvements every night. I know that you guys had run a lot here in the Pacific Northwest and California, but uh, there was there was a year or so there where you guys went on the road 360 wise and got to see a lot of part of the country and get some new track experience. Did that help at all when you made the transition? Uh, with the side yeah. motorsports team? Of course. Um, I ran the ASU's national year, uh, one full year and then half a year, two years. So really it was really uh, three years out on the road, um, two out there in my own stuff. And that really helped me, uh, you know, know what to expect, know, you know, the ins and outs of, you know, racing and go to car wash, and doing everything throughout the week and, you know, managing your time well. And, you know, learning new racetracks and showing up and what to expect and just try and keep, you know, morale high. Oh, absolutely. Because it's very easy, I think, to get in a, in a bad rut and it can be very difficult to get yourself out. Yeah, exactly. You get in a bad mental rut and it, and it really, you know, hurts you for your racing performance and you go to the racetrack and you're already behind the eight ball mentally. So keeping a, keeping up on that and just, you know, trying to stay as positive as possible and just remind yourself that there, there's a reason why you're there. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Giving everyone um, the reason why you got the chair and everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of all the race, right, you said that there's going to be some places that you're going to to take a second crack at it. Which which some of those are you really looking forward to? Is there any in particular? Uh, not really in particular, but the, the bigger half-mile stuff in like Port Royal, Eldora, and uh, Knoxville, you know, I'd like to improve improve on those. You know, being from the West Coast, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of half-mile experience and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I've been to Knoxville probably the most at all those, and I still struggle there a lot. I mean, it, it takes years to get good at them places. So we I felt at times decent. Um, just got and I got to chip away at it and know that it'll, it won't happen overnight, but hopefully it will come over time and get some good runs going there. Well, hopefully there's no places on the schedule that you're dreading to go to because it's just like a a puzzle that you can't solve. That's right. You know, uh, there's some places that I'm not super happy about, but, you know, you got to be able to, to you know, fight through it. And hopefully some of those places become your favorite once you get them figured out. Well, and I'm sure it really helps, too, where you got just the absolute wealth of knowledge and experience in the Sides Brothers helping you, Jason and Paul. And I'm sure they've been giving you great tips, great, great, uh, great advice, but also hopefully that there's some other drivers that have kind of taken you out under their wing and, you know, like give you pointers. Is that, has that been a common occurrence on the road? You know, Jay, Jay helps me probably the most out of everybody. Uh, he's been to all these places before, you know, dozens of times. So that's, uh, that's really nice to have, you know, just kind of a notebook to lean back on. And, you know, everybody kind of sticks to themselves out there. You, you, they're all there to do a job and that's win. So not, not too much like that, but they, you know, just, you know, we park beside a lot of good guys all the time. And most of the time you can just, you can just watch and pick up stuff and everything like that. So mm-hmm. it definitely helps. And how's Jason been doing transitioning to a car owner? Have, have, have you noticed that he's seeming to have fun and enjoying it? I, I'd like to think so. Yeah. I, I think a, uh, I wouldn't be back if he wasn't enjoying it. So, Sure. Um, he seems to be enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, and we we get along pretty good. So, so far, so good. And a uh, 
you know, just, just keep on moving on to what the next day, next day, next day, just chip away at it one day at a time. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and for folks that don't know much about Robbie, um, for those Midwesterners or East coasters or, you know, Ohioans, um, Cobble Hill is located on Vancouver Island by the provincial capital of Victoria, um, which everyone thinks Vancouver, BC is the capital of, of the province of BC, but it's not, it's actually, <laughs> it's Victoria on the Island, but, uh, near, unfortunately the recently closed Western Speedway. Yeah, I, I grew up going Western. I didn't really get to race it until I was 16, I think. Um, I had already been racing on the dirt and everything like that for almost 10 years before I ever ventured out there. Um, and then I got an opportunity to run a local guy's car. I ran that for a year and a half. Uh, and then I went and ran my dad's car a handful of times there. And I, I, I won a couple of races there. So that's really cool to, to be able to say I did. And it's a real shame that I got closed down and everything like that. And I was pretty upset. Uh, that I can get to go at least watch the last race, but mm-hmm. uh, there's new ownership on the on Saratoga Speedway up north. There, it's about uh, two and a half hours, three hours from Western, and they're in good hands. Racing on on the islands in really good hands. There, uh, the whole Leighton family is doing an amazing job at that place, and you know I hope everybody up there just supports supports it as much as they can. It's a uh, not very often you get people come into you know, racetrack, new ownership and everything like that. And, you know, do such big improvements. It's just hard to find nowadays. So people are, are looking to make it better instead of just looking to line their pockets. No doubt. And it's really the only place left on the island because Cassidy Speedway, which was a dirt track, that's gone. Saratoga, which, by the way, is a pavement track, and so is Western. Um, and then, uh, let's see, there was Triport, I think, around Port Hardy, way, way up north on the island. But, uh it's good that they're they realize that uh, they got something really special and they're not uh, tossing away the opportunity. Yeah, no, they're they're not going to give up. They do they do everything a hundred percent. I've been up there, you know, several times growing up, and then uh, I've been up there several times since, you know, with the Leighton family and everything like that. It's night and day difference. It's a it's a whole new place, and it's you know in the top five of nicest places I've ever been as far as racetrack goes. Absolutely. And and again, going for people that may not know you, you have a lot of pavement sprint car background as well as uh, dirt track sprint car background, which is very unique. You don't really see that a lot. You might have maybe, you know, a few, well, you know, more than two decades ago, but uh, you're, you're a rare breed. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, my dad grew up racing pavement sprint cars at Western and all that stuff. We went out to Calgary a couple of times and I was always tagging along on those trips, and then obviously we went the the dirt route. And then, like I said, a couple of years into it, I think I was you know sixteen or seventeen, somewhere around there. Um, got the opportunity to run a year and a half, two years on the pavement, and it was definitely uh, a cool experience. I'm I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I got to you know run at places like Meridian and a uh, Western Speedway. And stuff like that, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool little racetracks, and they, uh, I just want to go to them all. Sure, yeah. Evergreen Speedway, Monroe, Washington. That's that's one of my favorite pavement tracks to yep. go to. That's a cool place. So Douglas, yeah, I've, Douglas I've, County I've, now going to be dirt. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I never ran there. I, I ran Evergreen. I think before they redid it, so I'd okay. like to try it again. Uh, I ran Wenatchee, which was a really cool place, but I ran uh, Meridian and. And a um, 
pleasure her more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Douglas County deal, really really cool deal. Uh, I hope it works out for them. There, there's a great group of people behind that deal. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Speaking of a cool deal, we rewind the clock a little bit. It seems like it was yesterday, but at the same time, it was before COVID, so it feels like a whole other lifetime. 2019 Dirt Cup champion at Skagit Speedway. That just had to feel incredible does that still rank among the highest achievements in your racing career yeah for sure that's obviously uh my biggest win um hopefully hopefully it won't be but it, it is right now so um you know it was really cool that was my first full year out on the road and my own stuff uh you know managing the team driving the truck and doing everything like that so to be able to you know win one of the biggest races on their schedule and the base race in the northwest was a huge accomplishment I mean, besides winning and coming across first place at the line, what else do you remember about that night? Did did everything that weekend just seem the stars aligned and the brakes went your way, or was we were having to kind of circle the wagons a little bit? No, we were real good all weekend. Uh, we were in sixth the first night, third the second night, led some laps the second night, and then the the final night, you know, everything just kind of lined up. Uh, you know, I, I was pretty laid back all weekend, I feel like, and it just kind of was a a weird weekend looking back on how laid back and stuff just kind of gelled all weekend. And, you know, I, I felt I was pretty relaxed all weekend and a good mental state all weekend. And I think that really helped uh, Saturday night and put the whole deal together. And Robbie, uh, I guess this is divulged by any way you can, but how did the whole meeting slash hiring go for being put in the 7S team and being a part of the World of Outlaw Sprint Car uh, yeah. Tour? Yeah, no, uh, Jay put out that little deal later when he was first last year that he was looking for a, um, looking for somebody young to come along and, a, um, and see if they can fill in and, you know, do some learning. And while well, he was, you know, on the men. So, uh, I called, I called around and then made a couple phone calls and we kind of came up with a deal where I brought a, uh, a couple of my guys aboard and, you know, ironed out a deal for the remaining of the year last year. And then, uh, it obviously went, semi-decent so we uh we made another deal happen for this year and just say i uh, kind of go from there oh that's really awesome yeah and that that's wonderful that it, it sort of went from what easily could have been just like hey it's just a temporary stint you know you get some experience you know we keep our car on the road kind of deal but it's turned into a really good relationship yeah exactly uh it was just kind of a deal last year where we were just talking about you know doing some a couple races or you know a portion of what he had going on and I was going to try and run the 21 piece still. And, you know, we ran a couple races and he was happy and I was happy and it's just kind of a uh, progress from there. Well, hopefully it's something that sticks around for many, many years. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to hope so too. Uh, I feel like we're, we're gelling pretty good right now. So, I mean, they, uh, as long as we get to running more and more together, I think we'll get start to do better and better and hopefully compete for some wins. No doubt. Let's see, going to be running for rookie of the year for the Wall of Outlaws. That you know, that'll be a high achievement because there's you know, you look at the list of the drivers that have accomplished that feat. There is some amazing individuals that have went on to do some amazing things. Yeah, it'll be a be a cool uh, accomplishment. Uh, you know, hopefully, I can do it. Like I said, there's there's some tough competition. Um, you know, obviously, Geo has outlaw wins already, and I I don't have any, so he's definitely got the leg up. But, uh, you know, you know, stranger things have happened and it's just, you know, putting together decent nights, night after night after night and 
consistency really so we'll see uh hopefully have some good nights and see if i can hang on no doubt and and how cool is it i mean obviously you had good runs at skagit and you said you were okay at elma but how cool is it you know you came back as an ascs national driver but to come back to the pacific northwest as a world of outlaw racer was was it did it feel more special or just as special or or there was no difference uh, it was just as I'd say. It's pretty cool, you know, being gone a long time. You get, you obviously get to go home and they, uh, and see everybody you don't get to see and see familiar faces at the racetrack. Um, I love racing as Gadget. Uh, and then obviously the, I haven't really raced there just a, a lot of races last year since the new ownership, but uh, I've seen some of the things that they've done and the improvements. So it's, it's always cool to see to go back home and see people, like I said, I don't get to see very often, uh, anymore. I, I went away for three years on the road or a year and a half on, or two years on the road and then obviously half a year last year. So uh, it's always cool to come back and see what's going on and see familiar faces and everything like that. We obviously don't get out to the West Coast nearly as much as if I lived in Pennsylvania or Indiana or anything like that. So the, sure. the two weeks I get to spend at home are obviously nice. Yeah, yeah, no doubt special. No doubt special. So for as far as team news, um, your guys' schedule, which obviously is going to mirror the World of Outlaw schedule so much, but uh, it, it, you know, for the most recent updates or people want may not be able to make it to a race anytime soon, but they want to get some apparel, what's the best way for folks to find that information out? Uh, yeah, no, just follow my uh, Facebook page, Robert Price Racing. Uh, obviously, we I don't have anything concrete on the apparel yet, but I am working on some things. So okay. as soon as they, uh, you can just follow along on that. And as soon as I have something figured out, obviously there'll be an, an announcement out on there and, uh, links and everything like that. So it's a, it's in the works and it should be here pretty quick, but, uh, nothing, nothing concrete yet. Okay. Well, and I just like to give you the floor. Is there any sponsors, individual people that you want to think to make all this happen, obviously for this year, as well as uh, to get you to this point, um, from years prior? Yeah, no, just everybody that supported me over the past couple of years. And then obviously everybody that supported uh, uh, Jason's deal, uh, you know, coming to mind for my stuff is, you know, the Layton family, my family, the Houston family, uh, everybody that, you know, supported me through racing at home and everything like that. And then venturing out my own stuff and now helping me put together this 7S deal. Uh, Jay's obviously got a lot of good people behind him, too, with the. Uh, weather contractor service and you know everybody else on his dance logistics uh saratoga's on there now and i brought that along there. um he's got a lot of people people behind him uh behind the scenes even that you know help out and you know it might be a small sticker on the car but it, it means a lot to us so i appreciate everybody just helping out and you know helping me personally and through the 7s operation no doubt. And how fun is it, it, you know, going from track to track with those guys? I heard that they're an absolute hoot to hang around with. So I'm sure I'm sure there's some stories you can't tell, but I'm sure there's also some some good things because on the road it can it can get a little tedious. Yeah, no, it's a it's a, sometimes like Groundhog Day, same thing over and over. So, you know, being around a good group of people and people that like to have fun, obviously take some of the monotony out of it and it's just you know just try to have as much fun as possible we're privileged to be able to do this you know day after day and you know consider this a career or just a job for the time being but either way you know we're very fortunate and uh, that we get to be able to do this 
no doubt. Well, we wish you the most of luck, and maybe we'll be giving you a phone call a couple times this year as the season progresses just to do some progress reports, and hopefully they'll be great. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, thanks again. Robbie Price, everybody. Thanks a ton, Robbie, for uh, coming on board and doing this interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of Getting Up to Speed with me, Ben Dethridge. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope also that you hit the subscribe button and the like button as that really helps things out, spreads things out. Be sure and share as well on social media so that more people can listen to these great interviews and from these great drivers. Getting Up to Speed is a production of High Side Racing Promotions. For more information, you can check it all out on Facebook at High Side Promotions.